0: Hello and welcome to Movie Autopsy My name's Paul Culliver, my co-host is Anthony McCormack You're going to hear from him in a second Now Movie Autopsy was born out of bath time, my daily podcast And you're going to hear that particularly in today's episode We don't even have a name for it yet But we've repackaged it, it's now its own spin-off And today's movie is Nightcrawler Hey, uh, welcome to the show. Um, uh, you as well. Oh, yeah, come on. Get, get in. Get come in. On, get, come on. You're, you're yeah. not getting out of here, Scott Free. Uh, we've just been to see uh, Nightcrawler. I actually forgot. I actually forgot. <laughs> Nightcrawler, uh, Jake uh, Gill, Jill, Jill Hall, mm-hmm. Gill and Joel. Jake G. I would Is like that? to call him Jake. See, it's lots of just sounds, so I reckon he should be called Gake, Jill and Gaul. or just the Hall. Oh, it is hall, isn't it? It's not hall. the holy, holy, holy. Anyway, uh, so we are uh, we're gonna do our uh, our f- famous. <laughs> um, we need a name for these shows, these these sub episodes within bath time. Yeah, the 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 the, the, the straight after curse, straight after. Okay, let's not. Well, let's, so, uh, it's, Let's yeah. not have cast in there. We can yeah, we know yeah, that it's a no podcast, cast, man. Yeah, yeah we, I'm with it's you. It's like calling a, a book a book. Yeah, like,
1: it's, it's like ATM machine. It's yeah. like, a, a, at the moment.
0: Yeah. No. Uh, straight after, straight after, the, 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 the drive home. No, that's... The drive, dro- yeah. At, a funny thing happened on the way back from the cinema. the un- terrible.
1: The, uh, something that's like, uncurling. You know uh, what I mean? So it, it's it's unfurling. It's uh, you you yeah. you're wound up, and you're you're unloading. You're un unspooling because <laughs> film. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's nice. Uh, the unspooling. The unspooling. Yeah, there you that go. sounds. Graphic. It's Um, terrible. It's terrible. We'll we'll Uh, work with it. Yeah. So these, we've done uh, quite a few of these now. We've done Hunger Games. We've done. uh, We just recorded Imitation Game, but that'll go out uh, in a couple weeks when the movie actually comes out. Mm -hmm. Um, What else have we done? We talked. I think it kind of started with Predestination. We kind of talked about it a bit, and then we've we've grown that now into a full episode kind of format, uh, where we kind of we go to see a film and then we talk about it straight after. Straight. No nonsense. Yeah. And we've done something this time. Where we went to see the movie, and usually we're kind of like wisecracking and sharing thoughts and ideas as we're driving home. This time was nothing. It's just silence. It's just <laughs> deathly silence. <laughs> um, but uh, no, no, no. So we, well, we were still joking and cracking a and lot, but we didn't uh, talk about the movie at all. So we've got all the, all the stuff. So let's get into it now. Uh, we're going to talk about the show, mm-hmm. the movie. The, yep, it's going to have spoilers in it. It is. But the best way for there to be no spoilers in this when you listen to it. Oh, I guess it'd be uh, if you'd seen the movie. That's a good idea, Anthony. Yep. That's perfect. So, don't listen to this if you haven't seen Nightcrawler. But it, I, I mean,
1: spoiler-free for ten seconds. Okay, yeah, yeah. Would you recommend people go see? Nightcrawler?
0: Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, great. Yeah. Um, kind of, I guess, in the same similar tone and vein as Drive. Like, that's probably a pretty easy. Comparison to make, isn't it?
1: Right, right. I haven't seen Drive, but
0: oh, okay. I, <laughs> a
1: lot of people are, are, are putting it in like a Taxi Driver kind of category.
0: No, and I haven't seen Taxi Driver. Well, there you go. There you go. Oh, well, uh, which is pretty terrible because I know that's quite a classic. So, yeah. uh I'll report back on that. So, okay, let's. Well, should we enter our spoiler zone? We will. Let's put All on right. the
1: spoiler zone helmets
0: and our uh, the full body suits because that shit's yeah. infectious.
1: Yeah, they're like
0: sumo. Those weird sumo suits. You remember what happened? last time yep i certainly do <laughs> i got i got snape's death all over me um <laughs> oh, oh heavens to betsy i don't think did snape even die he he drooled out a what
1: did it what was it thought juice uh, and it, it came out of his head, and it was disgusting. Oh, I don't even remember I, that. I can't remember it from the movie, but the book it was written yeah. very
0: graphically. Yeah, I just got, I got, I just got uh, Bruce Willis's ghost muck all over me when I didn't put on the spoiler hazmat suit. So. Yeah, yeah, it happens. And- it has has spoy because ha- hazardous material is has has mat. So what would be what would be the shortening name for a spoiler suit? Would be like a sp- spoy <laughs> mat, <Spoy-mat>. spoy mat, spoiler <laughs> material. All right, let's get into it. So, uh, spoilers uh, beware. Um, so, Nightcrawler never has a
1: movie been so good at making me feel so terrible.
0: <laughs> I reckon. No, see, Gone Girl went straight to the top of my list for that feeling. Right earlier right. this year, yeah, uh, which we also did an episode on. Go and find the episode about Gone Girl. Um, this is a pretty close second. But I feel like maybe this isn't a development for me. It's maybe either the movies are getting better or I'm growing emotionally where I can a- actually empathize with what's happening on st- screen. I don't know. It could have been that I've been a monster until now. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know.
1: Well, I, I certainly don't think you're a monster, Paul. Thank you.
0: But, um. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow. No, no, no. I, I, I just want to reiterate, you're not a monster. You're very good. You, especially when you see Jake Gyllenhaal up on the screen, and he's not so good, and you you turn from the screen to the pool next to you, and you're like, "What a golf!" You know what I'm saying? What a gigantic yeah. okay. chasm. Sure, you're very good. Mm. But um, what terrifies me? What I think this does really well, this movie. Is that? Oh well, this is me anyway, and maybe I'm the monster because every time something happens, like there's a window of opportunity where, where Jake arrives on the scene, and I, I mean, if we want to summarise the movie, it's essentially it's a, a loner. He's a he's a. should we label him Gen Y? But he's a young person, uh, and he he wants to he wants money, basically for food. Uh, he wants work. He wants some sort of employment opportunity. Uh, and he sees he makes his own work, uh, by uh basically grabbing a handy cam and doing the the you know, not so much paparazzi thing, but the crime footage, mm.
0: the on the, scene, on the scene as it happens, bloody uh crime scenes of of Los Angeles,
1: and he has the particular disposition uh The terrifying disposition that means he excels in this line of work and he's morally questionable and mm-hmm. and that moral questionability just escalates throughout the movie uh and and what terrifies me is that uh when he gets a window of opportunity he arrives on the scene you know he he this is going to be some good footage there's something in me that like it ticks a box that I say yes. You know what I mean, like. Mm. But at the same time, I I recognize that in myself, and I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> he got there.
0: Oh, I didn't oh, want no. him to get there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, and he, he it's- got off scot free. Wait, I didn't want that. Yeah, at all. yeah, yeah. He does in the end, doesn't he? And that's mm. um, that's kind of the weird. Like, oh, is he gonna get, get brought to justice? I thought it was interesting because uh, tell me if you felt this way as well, and I feel like the movie maybe was. Hinting that maybe it was going to go this way, I thought it was maybe going to go, and maybe this would have been too cliched. Is he would start to actually be the perpetrator of some crimes to take the photos of them, or well, the, the vi- footage?
1: Well, I mean, that I mean, you can it, it's kind of open to interpretation, but I mean the uh, the shootout is basically he's yeah, orchestrated it's, the, it's, the entire thing. He has, yeah. So, so to a certain extent. He has, and again, and, and with the other stringer as well. And, and the where it sort of draws the I mean, the the moving the photos on the fridge is like, you know, that's a bit mm, gross. But when he's actually moving the body oh, of the man. the um, and you say, and, and what it's brilliant about it is that you're like, he's moving the photos and you're like, I don't think that's appropriate, but I, I'll go there with you, Jake, because you need to eat, you know, mm. Papa needs a new pair of shoes, kind of thing. But then when he starts moving the body, and you
0: say... For, like, better lighting.
1: For, like, yeah, for better lighting. And you say to yourself, like, I can see how you've got there. From moving photos to moving bodies. Yeah. You know, we could have spent a whole two hours building up to it, but, you know, I'll take the jump with you, Jake. I'm there with you now. Maybe too far. And that's where you start going backwards and saying maybe the photo thing was too far. I don't know where the line is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, maybe we should get a police scanner and find out tonight. Yeah, well, that's
1: my plan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that was the one thing takeaway away from it. God, you could make a quick buck from shooting, well, from filming dead people. Mm. Do you yeah. want to? Do you want to make some money? Anthony? I do.
1: I very much do.
0: Do you have the requisite skills to excel in my production company?
1: Well, well I don't know. I uh, well, there's I a, caught,
0: this, there's a negotiation, Anthony, I and I think two you buses should. to get here. My name is Anthony. Sell yourself, Anthony. Sell yourself. I
1: don't know. I'm willing to do whatever.
0: You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> I will say there was there was some nice comedic relief in in kind of the the power um, void. The, the, what, what am I talking about? The the, the differences of power between uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal. And uh, and the and the the I don't know what his name was. What was his Rick? Name? Wasn't Rick. It? Rick, of course. Yeah, Rick. Very bad Rick. character names.
1: That that's a gut wrenching part of the story. Yeah. Um, that I mean the the final fate of Rick and and that's believe it or not all these terrible things that Jake
0: does. Lou is his name. Um, Lou, Lou Bl- Bloom. What a what a new name. I was thinking they they emphasise the name a lot, and I feel like what a great name to be you know one of cinema's new yeah. terrible kind of characters
1: yeah yeah
0: like lou- that's that that name cuz it's so it's just so common but lou bloom you don't know, you know, if you see lou bloom having the worst day of your life oh the, oh that's well that's
1: that's uh i <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor rick in in the end of it and and the and the you know what's going to happen about a half a second before it happens. You know exactly you've, everything has led up to this. And you say, oh, Lou Bloom, you're not on, buddy, not on. And then he films it. And the guy's talking to me. What I love, what I love is, and, and they couldn't have, I, I, they couldn't have planned this any better. Mm. Is uh, they have the footage of Rick's final moments in, on the TV screen. And the second his eyes turn towards, like, right down the barrel, mm. they pause the footage. And then you've got Renee and, and um, Renee Russo and, and Jake Gyllenhaal in, in the front of the frame. And they're having a conversation about how great this footage is. You know, thank you so much. And that was yeah. your partner and all of this sort of thing. But the entire time, Rick is just watching uh, the conversation because his eyes turn towards the, and I just thought that's that's it's terrible, terrible. It makes me feel terrible, but it's so beautiful.
0: That was a that. that was such a creepy scene because that was weird for me because it went from, Well, this the whole his kind of seduction if that is, can even his, be what it was uh, called terrible, yeah. Um, the fact that they have the the negotiation. In the restaurant, which is awkward And you're like, just walk out, walk out yeah. No job is worth this, walk out Yeah um, And the extent, I guess the only thing is I I feel like the only thing I maybe didn't establish enough Is why she would be so desperate to keep the job Like, why can't she just do something else with her life? Why Why? why does she love the news so much? She's worked at all these different stations Why can't she just walk away? Mm. Uh, so that was like, because it was kind of set up as Well, you have to keep this job Because there's no other TV jobs left. I was like, just walk away.
1: Well it's not worth it. Oh, okay. Well that's probably the actual appropriate way of looking at it. Because I was looking at it as you you in in however long and at the end of these two years your contract is up and then you're gonna be renegotiating somewhere else. You know, you, will you hire me or whatever? And and at that point, you want to be hot property. You want to be the well, person. Well, yeah, there's
0: that-, that as well. I guess depends on how many news channels there are in. Yeah, it.
1: but I I didn't even. Yeah, that's that makes a lot more sense than what was
0: going on in my head. Wait, so what's the addition for you? or difference? Well,
1: because you're saying she she's slowly slipping down the rungs until mm. she gets
0: to the lowest rating. Oh, yeah, okay. With, so which it's kind is of what little, he said, yeah. yeah. So like, she's basically got nowhere to go. Like, that's her last job, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that was ugh, so awkward. And then what's amazing about and this is, hey, cinematography, well, no, filmmaking students take lesson, uh, just cuts away, just goes on to something else. You don't know what the end of that negotiation is until much later down the movie uh, and when he has that line, you know, about the things that we do in your in your apartment alone or whatever it is. Yeah. Man. And that's just like, that's a heartbreaking moment uh, to be like, oh, they did... I mean, you kind of, I guess you kind of, if you... Because you're in the movie and you're engaged with it, you don't really think about it. But if you had that in dialogue, you'd be like, oh, well, I guess she has in some way acquiesced to uh, his demands.
1: Which is terrible. It, like... It's, it's, it's a luxury to be of a position of, of privilege in the audience to say, Renee, you're better than this.
0: Yeah, it's, um, it's very awkward to watch. But then this is the thing is that then that final scene with them in front of Rick, as you're describing, Yeah, that's what makes that so weird in that it's gone from she was having a bar of it to her forcing her arm, uh, Lou forcing her arm then the suggestion that it's like and you will do these things this is part of the negotiation um or rather this is the price of things and then at the end she's almost like enamored by him like yeah. there's a there's a, like a sexual tension there's like a romance in that in that scene which makes it just the creepiest scene for me ever cuz she's like attracted to it like turned on by what he's done there's like a there's like a Bonnie and Clyde kind of it's
1: it's almost feel like, to it. like the entire time she's like, Lou, honey, no. And and it's happening and, and she's like, oh, like the reluctant passenger. Mm. But by the end, she's like, I've got everything out of this that I need to get out of this. Like like I I I saw it as the end of the relationship. Because I'm thinking to myself, she's heading off to a different you know, without even realising the implication of this is the last job that you will mm. have kind of thing. So I guess their relationship is ongoing, which is even more terrifying.
0: Yeah, that's uh, it's pretty terrifying. And I, I wonder, says the other thing is that, like, they didn't show it, but it's like, is it implied that he would have erased all of that earlier footage that would have incriminated him about knowing about the other you know what i mean like i assume he went about and planned this all quite um meticulously and mm. uh so i guess he won't get caught because i'm guessing he would have purged all the evidence that he had been there earlier at the house
1: he's a much smarter man than i am because i'm thinking to myself oh he's gonna release the footage of these people you know committing That's what the i crime thought we we're
0: gonna do and get like i thought it was like day two get more money yeah
1: um, and, he, like, obviously he's, he said to himself, I can I can do more damage, you know, not releasing that footage and getting more better footage. Um, so, the, I mean, this is why he's in the business and I'm not. Mm.
0: He's, he's making money.
1: Oh, just, oh, oh. I, I, yeah. I, I felt at several times watching this that I knew people like Lou Bloom. I, that's, not
0: that's a terrifying thought.
1: Not to the same moral dimensions, not to the same I will uh, you know, make I will endanger your life and you deserve it because you were haggling too hard. yeah, although when I, <laughs> when I frame it that way, yeah. um, but I like there are this, the thing about it that was creepy that I have never experienced in real life because I've experienced people who have that kind of, um, and i want to use this word and i'm using it in absolutely the wrong sense and, and in no appropriate way but on the spectrum if you know what i mean mm. where where the social skills sort of melt away and it's more logical and cold and calculating kind of you know and they're, they're on the you know like aut- I mean, t- yeah borderline autistic and autistic can have positive connotations you know they they say like successful people like a Steven Spielberg who's the most incredible filmmaker, but he's got like a touch of the autism spectrum to him. And, and mm. so I, I, you know, there, there are connotations, obviously, and I don't want to get into messy territory, but there, there is so much of that in him where he, he doesn't have the social aspect to him, but he does have the, this is what I've read online about business. And this is how business works.
0: Yeah. I think it's, and this is what I was thinking about just as you're talking. Um, is if you look at that as, okay, well, I put it this way. When I started, so I started Mammoth Audio as mm-hmm. a business and it, it, it continues. Um, that's what this podcast is on, the Mammoth Audio Network. Mm-hmm. Bit of a plug. Uh, that's the weird thing you hear at the start of this podcast. Uh, Mammoth Audio, you said? It's not, it's, audio, it's not weird. It's not weird. It's no, great. It's great. It is. great. Mammoth Audio. Mammoth Audio. Com. Mammoth Adventures
1: at Mammoth Audio. A hundred years, Mammoth Audio.
0: Anyway, I started it, and I was talking to my business mentor, who I have, which is great. Uh, And she said, "You're going to have to change," and not not a comment on who I was now or what I was like, but she just said the natural process of being in a business and being successful business, you will start to think about things differently. You will start to approach things differently you will change and you will develop as a person and your friends and family might even see a change in you. They'll be like, oh, you're, you're a bit different in whatever respects. But that's a natural part of it. Not in a, not, ne- not at least the way she was saying not in a negative way, not in a what you are now is bad and what you need to be is better. Just to be a business person successfully, you will be different. Mm. Now, I, that stuck with me and kind of, I'm wondering, you know, six months in, have I changed? Have I not? I don't know. Um, but it, what it makes me think about now is what it took to be a successful businessman for Lou Bloom. He had it all there. He is, he is, the, uh, he is the epitome. He's the personification of the amoral businessman. Yeah. And so what's scary is that while he's one man running around the city filming all this stuff and that's his business, if you extrapolate that out to, like, say, a corporation- or a top-level executive, he's operating at the level of what they would be. It's mm. a it's a faceless corporation that ha- doesn't have any morals. They don't care about like so many deaths at so many factories. Is a natural pro- you know yeah. side effect of manufacturing this many phones and blah blah blah, uh, and you know this much pollution. And you know that we pay the we pay the tax that pays for that p- pollution, so it's fine that we do that as long as we're making money and we have employees and we're fueling the economy and blah blah blah. So. I'm pro-business, I, mean, I love business, business is great, uh, but I think, I don't know, this may be a deeper idea, but just the idea that, well, he is uh, reduced down to, if you take the Faceless Corporation and reduce it down into one face, what does it look like? Terrifyingly, it looks like Lou Bloom, I think. Yeah.
1: I I don't think I could have summed that up any better, that was brilliant. Um, and what, what it, it's kind of pleasure principle territory where... Um, if you, I, I think this is. Uh, I might be combining two two different stories, mm. but in other words, if a if a mouse had a button like a little helmet and a button on top of the helmet that was like, if you press this button, you will give yourself pleasure. And I I believe the results of whatever study that was, whatever gross inhuman, you know, it is before they had in mice in mouse and um, scientific study that they did, but the mouse would just, like, like do a he- headstand, basically, and just stand on top of that button <laughs> until it was dead from pleasure. Like, like I feel like Jake, Lou Bloom was given rewards at, at every step. Like, you know, his behaviour was rewarded, mm. and and at no point did he say that was good about the behavior and that was bad about the behavior but everything was amplified like like he, he paid attention to a lot of the things that I think were good like framing I I like framing but, but um like to 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 actually physically change the frame and to you know like like there's a there's a dimension of it where he's Uh, Framing for Lou Bloom means I'm going to completely mess this crime scene up to get what I need. Mm. So, uh, like, as opposed to this is good and this is bad, everything together as a kit is like, I need to take this up to 11, Mm. up to 22, up to 44, (laughs) where I, I have... I have, you know, the more that we talk about, it, I've encountered people like this. Where I've been involved in ventures that have been succeeding that should not be succeeding because you look at the inside, you look at the the cogs, and you say these aren't things that should be rewarded, really. Mm. Like the you know whether it's lazy, whether it's it's uh, um, harsh, whether it's uh, you know the framing issue kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and, and and you say to yourself, be, because you're involved in this project, you say I, I want it to continue to succeed. It shouldn't. <laughs> it absolutely shouldn't. And I feel terrible. Like you know, the more that it goes well, I the worse I feel about it. But you're kind of saying, well, you know, you can correct the ship mm. as long as you're on the ship. And, but then, like the ship gets momentum, and the captain is uh, drunk, and 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 there are icebergs ahead, and, and that's that's like like I I'm an optimist, and I would say optimistically, maybe Lou Bloom heads towards his ultimate. You know, like I I would hate to think that Lou Bloom gets rewarded forever.
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that, that, is it the final line or is it like, and remember, I won't ask you to do anything that I wouldn't do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I mean, that's an amazing final line because you, you, that's, that's just kind of a line that will people say, and then you actually think about it and you're like, well, now we know everything that yeah. Lou Bloom would do. Yeah. And it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, Which, actually, I was just thinking about this, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I- as I was watching it, I was like, why is it that the dead bodies in this- like, the blood and gore and everything, while not overly- I mean, it was pretty graphic, but not like insane horror movie graphic- um, why did it seem so real? And I was thinking, part of it is the fact that we were looking through a screen- Watching it. Mm. And I was like, why is it that uh, watching a screen within a screen should take you out of the picture? But somehow, did you, you know what I mean? When he yeah. was going around that house, us being the point of view looking at the screen, looking at the thing beyond the screen, it somehow made it seem realer, more real, <laughs> if you will. What
1: what what gave me the gibbity-hibbities yeah. was that um, whenever he was on at a scene- you would basically see the back of his head and maybe the little, you know, screen yeah. on his camera. But you would, you could never see properly what was going on that screen. But it was only later when he's showing it to Rene Russo that you're seeing the full force of all of this stuff. That's
0: yeah, what a great like, way of filming it, it's, of that, oh. yeah, the delay of gratification of, like yeah, if that's gratification.
1: And and even, like, a character kind of thing of, like, Lou Bloom himself is not actually registering mm. what this stuff is until uh, he has a line at some point, like, man, on TV this stuff looks so, oh, no, that was a, he says, on TV this stuff looks so real, which I thought footage maybe, but then the camera turns and you see he's talking about the, uh, what is it, the... Something light. It, it, it's, it's got light in the title, but it's the picture
0: background. Ah, the right. News. Oh, that's right. The backdrop of LA. What are those yeah. things
1: called? The- scrim, maybe? Oh, it's got a thing It sounds like light at the end. A
0: light scrim? It's a light scrim. <laughs> I think scrim is not necessarily the wrong word. It's only a word. But funnily enough, I mean, it's funny they had that because a lot of- Can I al- ask Siri? You can ask Siri.
1: What do they call the picture in the background of film sets? Well, film sets? Are... Okay, give me a moment. Oh, this is promising. All right.
0: Um, I was going to say, because a lot of news places these days, they Here's actually... Here's
1: what I found on the web for what do I call the picture in the background of film sets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Always to the web. Hey, Siri. Uh... Yeah, a lot of news places, like let say in Melbourne, uh, they have actually a live feed of the city. Where the f- feed isn't necessarily, so it's a, it's a camera point, like somewhere in the city, uh, not necessarily at the actual news station, but they have a live feed so that if the sun is going down, the sun actually looks like something going down. If it's a cloudy day, it actually looks cloudy uh, rather than it being looking a bit fake. But whereas a lot of the Tonight shows, because they are filmed in the afternoon, they will have fake so I think you wouldn't actually see it so much in, in, in news places anymore, but certainly like late-night shows that do have that backdrop are fake. Just for that as a bit of a... Yeah, I, well,
1: the, what, what I can't figure out is the Channel 9 news in um, Melbourne. I don't know about anywhere else. Hmm. But um, Peter Hitchener, his background always seems to be alive with seagulls <laughs> and flies. Well, th- this is why
0: I know this, because, yeah, they did have that... Because it's a live feed. They once had that. A lot of people that weren't in Melbourne wouldn't have seen this. Uh, it was maybe... It would have been five years ago now, actually. I remember it. This would
1: be on YouTube. So all you got to do if you search something like newsreader seagull... Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Fantastic. The seagull
0: basically perched right in front of the lens. And it just looked like <laughs> a giant seagull was behind the newsreader's head. God bless Peter Hitchner. Uh, he's uh, great. Uh, but yeah, so I was talking about... So actually, that brings me to the next point. So... Um, I don't know, maybe that's just a comment on maybe Gen Y is the fact that you... well uh, Something well, through a screen makes it look more real. I don't know. Yeah. And it was I, like... I was almost...
1: I Like, through the start of the movie, I was thinking, this is Gen Y. But, like, towards the end, I'm like, no, I, I think this is a personality type. Because the other thing... Like, you know, you could have this person in generation. You know, X, Y, Z, you know, the greatest generation, whatever. Mm. It, it's a type of personality. Because the other thing is... I think Rene Russo being where she is, she is the exact type of person that enables this
0: yeah, kind of yeah, thing.
1: Yeah. Um, and it's the, the other guy, and he's there, and, and, and he's a face. I've seen his face a million times before. I know, before. I wanted to
0: look that up. I'm going to look chasing
1: that up. Chasing Amy, I want to say. I mean, I'm a regular chasing, chasing Amy. The judging Amy. Jeez, you wouldn't want to get those mixed up, would you? All right, kids, sit down. We're watching Chasing Amy. Oh, is this that, is
0: different to how I remember that bit, it? Is that a bit different? <laughs> I haven't seen any of those. Just
1: slightly. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's been in sitcoms as well. Yeah, he's-
0: I want to know I've, it's something recently that I've seen him in. I just want to look it up. Are you... you- by all means. Keep all right, I'll, I'll keep going. But,
1: uh, I mean, the whole way through, he's very, he doesn't like this at all. Like, every t- every time he, and he's kind of the, the face and the voice of the audience, you know, how much did you pay for this with a snicker in his face? This is disgusting. This is gory. You know, we have an ethical right to blah, you know, blah, 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 all this nonsense, um, <laughs> which is the sound. This is how you're feeling. As an audience member. Uh,
0: his name is, this is quite funny. His name's Kevin Rahm. He was in uh, Judging Amy, but I'll give you a point for this. He was in something called Chasing Leonard. Well, that's obviously what I was confused exactly about. exactly what you are. Oh, he's in Mad Men. That's what was maybe, yeah. Right. That's what I was remembering him from. Yep. I
1: remember, okay. I think, I, it was like a sitcom that I first saw him in, and it was like one of those, maybe Suddenly Susan or something like he's that.
0: Desperate Housewives. It was
1: before that. Uh, it's gone back a bit. All right. But he is, he's a face from way back. He's a very young man. I don't want to make it sound like he's old.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what we were worried about. But yeah, <laughs> he's... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. How did we get onto him? Just, uh, yeah, well, you're talking about, uh, the Rene Russo character and being enabling.
1: Oh, yeah. Where, where if he was doing Rene Russo's job, obviously he would be doing it much differently. Um, and you almost say to yourself, maybe the, this news team needs a little bit of Rene Russo because they're trailing behind so, so much. And la de da you can mm. chase your own tail around, uh, for hours with that one. But, um, I, it's it's almost like every opportunity. This, this is what I felt like with the Jake with the Lou Bloom character. Mm. Every time you expected him to be angry, he wasn't. Mm. He was happy. Like you know, at the at the start of the movie, and this set the tone for me. Um, the guy saying, "Why would I hire a thief?" You know, he, he's he's selling this stuff to him, and at the same time, he's saying, "By the way, give me a job, a real legitimate job, so I don't have to thieve anymore." Yeah. And the and the employer says, "Why would I hire a thief? You know, I don't want to hire a thief." Mm. And just right then is like the 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 moment where you imagine Jake Gyllenhaal, the hall, the holster to to just blow up, uh, and instead he just smiles, sickly sweet. Mm. And that's, I, I think, we got off on a tangent before, but earlier, but I was saying, like, I, I've had experience of this kind of guy in my life, but never as a smiler. Mm. Always as a guy that blows up or, like, you know, say, well, you know, no, and cranky and
0: angry, and mm. but never the as a smiler. smiler like- is terrifying. What I think is interesting, uh, and also just going back to that first scene, or the, f- the very first scene, I think it was when he got stopped by the security guard. Mm. That is the only time, correct me if I'm wrong, in the whole movie that him actually uh, uh, perpetrating any violence is depicted. And Mm. only for half a second. Mm -hmm. But it's implied that he obviously then gets the watch and probably beat the guy up. Um, And it's interesting that he- I thought it was really interesting he- Identified that it wasn't the cop, so the cops aren't going to come after him, probably, as much as, like, more so than the security guard. But that was interesting, because I thought the fact that they'd established that he was violent, the fact that he, you know, beat up the security guard to get the watch, I was like, oh, that's got to come back. Like, when's yeah. he actually going to blow up? So, the whole movie, I was waiting for him to blow up yeah. and hurt someone. Yeah. And he just didn't. And I think that was, usually, those, usually in a mo- movie, it's well- It's well done to establish that as a, oh, we've established it earlier, therefore, it makes sense that it comes back. Oh, yeah. But the fact that it was a tension for me that I'm like, they established that he's a violent and then it never does. It's like, ah just- Punch someone? Yeah, oh. yeah. That you, you
1: absolutely, you're hitting a nail on the head there. Yeah, and uh, for the same, are you same, the hammer or the nail? I'm n- neither. I'm watching, <laughs> but but the same, the same thing with him, where like you expect him to blow up and he doesn't. Go over to Renee Russo, and every single opportunity she's given to say no, you know what I mean? Like to say my, you know. My body is nobody's business but mine. Yeah, take your foot. You know, if you think you can do a better deal somewhere else, you go for it, buddy boy. And 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 all the every time I expect her to say no, and she oh, she doesn't, yeah. And you feel her conceding, and you and you're like, Renee, I don't want you to,
0: yeah, please. Let me save you from all this. Let me take you away. <laughs> Let
1: me take you away from
0: all of this badness. Um, a couple of things I just want to rip through. Um, this was a more experience in the cinema. There's, so- there's something, there's nothing quite as joyous as sitting in a cinema with two old people in the back and mm-hmm. then cackling away at, at like, gore and murder. Yep. Did you did, you, did, you, did you, <laughs> you notice that? There's something about old people that are so close to death that they laugh in the face of it. And they eat, love it. They can't get enough of it. <laughs> did you notice this? Them like, them be like, stabby stabby. Because
1: like, well, that was kind of the Gone Girl experience as well. Yes,
0: we did, didn't we? Yeah. The fact of like the rest of the cinema was like, oh, and there's, there's these old people going what is wrong with you old people? Who I was. I just want to. Yeah, did we him? mention that last time? I think we may have. When, when we came out of
1: the uh, the theater, yeah. um, the uh, you, you had to run off and pat your nose. The old people were talking to the nice young gentleman who ushered us into the cinema, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and and they were like, they were you know giving it back to him like oh, and that car chase, and, you know, and this and that. And he's, like, nodding along, saying, yeah, it was pretty intense, wasn't it? It was pretty intense. And I'm like,
0: oh, like, almost an air of, oh, we've seen all this kind of thing before. <laughs> I will say as well, the the car chase, for some reason, one of the, like, r- really great car chase. Like, yeah. you know, what, like, action movie car chase these days are just so, like, uh. Uh. Yeah, right, whatever, you got nowhere to do this Yeah, you got no investment in it This one, for some, I don't know what it was The fact that it was filming it, was like, it was that extra level of Are they getting this? Are they getting this? Or whether it was just, like, the realness Oh, I don't know what it was, but incredibly, like, shot and and, uh, great Um, I did want to, I was, I've had such a great setup before A great segue that I just, I let pass by But we were talking about the scrim, the backdrop of L.A., and the, the realness of that. And I want to say ArcLight, but that's not it. There is a cinema in LA called the ArcLight, though. Yeah, and speaking that's what of I'm LA, of. yeah, oh yeah. Well, there you go. I've handed it to uh, you. This is one of those movies that really, and I don't really know what this means, but I think it's pretty safe to say where Los Angeles. Is one of the characters? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was busting out of you. <laughs> and I, I've 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 done literature and English and stuff before, where I've had these teachers up the front and be like, "Now don't remember, don't forget, don't remember, don't <laughs> don't forget." There's another character we haven't considered here. Like, what is it, sir?
1: It's Transylvania. <laughs> Transylvania <laughs> yeah. is one yeah. of the characters.
0: But, uh, I mean, I did get a bit of a kick of, like, with all those opening shots, like, been there. Been, uh,
1: yeah, been there. yeah, yeah. Been there. <laughs> tick, I, uh,
0: tick. I've been there. And uh, <laughs> so we've been there, I've been doing my... Pat- that makes no sense to anyone else. <laughs> I've been doing my, my best Patrick Warburton impression all day for Anthony. And it just basically is me whispering, just going, I've uh, uh, been there. It's if, not even if, a very good impression. If
1: it doesn't sound good now, you need to know that Paul was on fire earlier, and he's 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 gone through. He's obviously worked through all the magic, and his tank is is running. He's running on fumes now. But you wait till he recharges. Yeah, uh, got,
0: got a good. Uh... <laughs> <can't do> <laughs> anyway, so I don't know what that means that L.A. is a character, but I think uh, they used L.A. quite well because it's kind of what I think. I and like the, it when the there's demographic a demographic
1: stuff as well. Yeah, They're I like... interested in white victims yeah. and minority and that was ugh, it's like scraping my tongue it's, it's
0: like a cynical thing but also probably pretty true
1: like, yeah oh, it was terrible
0: yeah and it, I, I thought that was a nice little pivot at the end of uh, well, the pivot but like the reveal of well this isn't urban crime stretching into the suburbs it's they were drug dealers yeah that like reveal and then the I think that was a nice turn for like for Renee to for her, it was a good progression for her to go more to the dark side of just being like no this is- I don't yeah. want the story. I want the,
1: the good yeah, story. Yeah, you, you can have that story. Yeah. Air that tomorrow. My
0: only other note that I made um, was I thought that just before the final scene, and it almost felt like that final scene with the trucks. It's almost like they filmed that and they could have probably filmed like five other endings. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that addendum, that, that, that being how it ended, like that was a nice ending, but also they could have easily shot anything else. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure that's the case with a lot of movies. But yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, it's- like
1: almost like it was a preview screening kind of notes, and they're all like, "Yeah, you know, we need we need something just to tack on." Yeah, the, this. like
0: when he walked out of the police station, that almost could have been the end, maybe. Um, but what I thought then, the music was different. But the the music when he walked out of the um, police station, my only note is that it it gave me it gave me sort of American, I think American Beauty. Uh, reminders, Mm -hmm. kind of that that light, uplifting, kind of spring-in-your-step feel with the kind of darker over-to-undertones kind of thing.
1: I think what was interesting about it is that, uh, and this isn't all the way through the movie, but you're almost invested in Lou Bloom getting done what he needs to get done Yeah. And when he succeeds, it's kind of played in this kind of genuine, like, you know, heart, you know, mm. good. And, and you feel terrible about how good you feel about <laughs> yeah. that. There, oh. there are, like, there's the droney kind of, you know, this is a terrible thing that's happening every now and then. Mm. But, like, a, for a lot of the time it's like, Papa got to eat. And, and that's what's, that's terrifying.
0: And how quickly? I just this is just a final little notes here and there. Um, how quickly did he? Because they kind of gave the to- two months time stamp somewhere through the movie, so he made enough money to get a very nice red. I don't know what kind of car that was. Very quickly, mm. don't mm. you think?
1: Oh yeah. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. And 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 firstly, my first impulse was, oh, he's obviously made so much money that mm. you know this car is just one of his many. But then right. like the more you look into it, you say, no, I think he's just spent everything on that car.
0: Yeah, because his apartment is still shutting yeah, and, yeah. and whatever else. I mean, he's got a new camera. He's got two cameras now for Rick, and but that's about it. Um, I guess that's the reason they got that. Car so that he could just speed lots. Yeah. Uh yeah, that was, was terrifying. Just all that speeding. I was like, just slow it down. Just <laughs> it's
1: it is a kind it that kind yeah. of movie, isn't it? We're both doing the little dancey yeah, kind
0: like, of Uh well that's very good. Uh well that was uh that was a terrifying uh Another, I think, and I really like that movies are going this way, if that's a thing, but just an excellent direction where it's like, it's not all, I think maybe we went through a, fa- I don't know, I, maybe this is bad art, uh, movie history, but I feel like maybe 80s, 90s, whatever, last few decades it's been like, just smash the screen with as much CGI yeah. and gore yeah. and blood and like overload, and we've got to a stage now where we're like, that's, we don't respond to that anymore. Yeah.
1: Time to bring some story back
0: in. Bring some story back in, but also just the direction of, like, make us feel something with this, not just, like, throw more blood at it or throw more Transformers at it or whatever. Yeah,
1: and I didn't realise until we got into it that a lot of the things that, you know, seeing it through the viewfinder, not seeing the footage until later, like, the level of, of, of gore that there was, the level of gore that there wasn't, like, a lot of these things were really good choices, Mm. Like directorially,
0: yeah, yeah, really well shot, uh, very well directed, rather, well both. Um, I think I wonder if it'll be, I wonder if a kind of a film like that will would be up for Oscar, you know, kind of best best picture kind of. But it's, uh, it's pretty great. I don't know. Was Drive nominated? I wonder. I don't know. Mm. Anyway.
1: I, I think the Oscars tend to frown on movies that are uh, entertaining, exciting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about it. Um, <laughs> uh, any final notes? Anything you want to plug? Uh, I, tell, I tell you what, because we were talking
1: about 80s, 90s movies very, very good and, and a whole slew of crap and throw some more Transformers uh, at the screen. Mm. I read this incredible article. It was on Cracked. Today, and if you're interested in that kind of thing, uh, and I, I, I can't pull the name out of my head, but it's uh, Tom Woodruff and Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness, I'm getting that, that name wrong.
0: Alec Guinness from Star it's, Wars? It, it's not,
1: it's not Sir Alec Guinness. Oh, Alec uh, Baldwin, Tom Woodruff Jr. and Alec. Yeah, we're we gonna look that, Can you look that up? Alec, just Alec, just an Alec, yeah, Tom Woodruff Jr. and Alec, Baldwin, and, and Guinness, Google should autocomplete. complete. But these guys oh. are, have been through the '80s and the '90s, and they do lots of creature effects stuff. And and they're probably most closely linked with the Alien franchise. Like it, it like they've come up over and over and over again. Like you know, um, Tom Woodruff was in the uh, the Alien suit on Alien Three. But there, it's this great cracked article that's basically about. Here's some things that you don't know about. Um, making movie monsters but mm. really what it is is an, it, it's an excuse to say this is why movie monsters used to be good and why they're terrible now
0: yeah right oh i have to go check. i can't find google's not being a friend of mine today it's uh well because the problem is it's just given me alec woodruff's oh uh, yeah i've yeah. gone I've, I've gone thomas woodruff alec it's not giving me a my skills are not where they need to be um uh and so uh, that's 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 it. Um, Anthony McCormack, thanks so much for being on Bath Time today and discussing Nightcrawler with me. Thank you so much for having me, Paul. That's and sh- <laughs> allowing
1: me to talk about Tom Woodruff Jr. and Alec Gillis. Uh, Gillis,
0: not Guinness. Gillis. It. That was our movie autopsy for Nightcrawler. I hope you enjoyed it. Hey, if you do like these, if you're enjoying them, uh, especially since we've ripped them out of uh, the past episodes of Bath Time and repackaged it. As it's uh, separate podcast, movie autopsy, you can tweet at us at Movie Autopsy. Let us know if you're enjoying these podcasts, uh, and let us know if there's any movies uh, coming up that you're like, hey, make sure you get yourselves in those preview screenings. I wanna, I want as soon as I walk in on day one, I want to be able to hear your podcast for this. That would be flattering. And I'd love for you to do that. Hey, if you're promoting this to other people, let them know they can listen to it on iTunes, Stitcher, podcast apps in your smartphone. While you're at it, if you like it so much, which, hey, you got to the end, well done. Uh, you can give us a, a rating or a review on both iTunes and Stitcher. It really helps us with those uh, ratings, uh, with our uh, rankings, and uh, that'll get us up higher, higher than we've ever gone before, which we'd love that. The next episode of Movie Autopsy is going to be our trailer autopsy for none other than Star Wars, The Force Awakens. See you then.